When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Previewing all the NFL game odds to get you ready to wager each week on all the NFL action, college football, plus all the local teams and NBA action later this fall. This is Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. And tonight's edition of Bet LA with Anita Marks is made possible by Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza nutrient pouches. Visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Bet LA with Anita Marks right now. Welcome in, welcome in. It is Bet LA. I'm Anita Marks here on 710 ESPN LA and not gonna lie. Uh, we've we've been working overtime here. Uh, we've got we've got a star-studded lineup for you tonight. Um, we don't have one, not two, not three, not four. Not I sound like LeBron James down on South Beach. Not five, but six. Count them. Six guests for you tonight, uh, because there is a lot going on. Uh, in our landscape of, uh, of professional sports. And, uh, and we're going to do a deep dive across the board, right? So um, I, I'm just going to, I'm going to set up the show. I'm going to set up shop for you and how this is all going to go down. Um, obviously, uh, the, the uh, um, Chargers playing Bright Lights big stage Sunday night against Kansas City, big game. Kansas City's favored by six. Uh, the over-under is sitting at 50 and a half. Uh, I'm, I, I don't have any guests for that game, but I do have some plays and some picks and some interesting information. So I, I love I finding out. I love doing a deep dive in regard to who the officiating crew is uh, because there, there are a few crews out there. There's about three or four crews out there that are so true to form in regard to how they call games, whether it's, it's a lean towards the overs or it's a lean towards the home team or whatever the case. And so Ed Hockley is going to officiate the Chargers Kansas City game. And so I've got some interesting nuggets I'm going to share with you pertaining to that game and why I'm going to be playing it a certain way. So we'll dive into that. Uh, Mike Triplett used to be with ESPN. Uh, now is with uh, saintsfootball.com. He's going to join us on the program. We'll do a deep dive into what's going on with the Saints. As we know, the Rams taking on the Saints this week and the Saints today. Well, very interesting, like big news on both fronts, right? Uh, On the Saints side, the New Orleans side, uh, Dennis Allen, head coach for the Saints, has decided to stick with uh, the Red Rocket and go with Andy Dalton as opposed to Jameis Winston. Now, um, everything that I'm hearing inside my quote-unquote sources, wink, wink, I am not an Adam Schefter. I, I, I have no desire to be. It has to be probably the most stressful job. Could you imagine? And by the way, we've got Tyler and, uh, and Rebecca, who are producing the show as always. Love working with uh, you two wonderful people each and every week. Hey, um, could, you, could you imagine how stressful 
it at Adam Schefter and Woj, Woj bomb. Could you imagine just how stressful their jobs are? Like you, like your job is to break the news faster than anyone else, faster than Ian Rappaport, faster than Jay Glazer, faster, faster. Got to get it. I have to be the first one to re- like who sleep who I wouldn't sleep at night. Yeah, I you know I check my phone enough as it is. I don't I don't need that kind of pressure. <laughs> I I mean it's just like it's not and here and I hear what you're like it's it's not even just checking the phone. It's it's the amount just imagine the amount of time that they have to put into relationships. True, because true, at the end yeah. of the day, that's that's how they're getting their information. They're getting their you know with all listen they're God bless they work for ESPN right. Um, you know, that because of the relationships that they've cultivated in, in their entire career um, and the relationships and the trust that they have, because uh, trust, trust me, um, Adam knows and I'm sure Woj knows before they're giving the OK to report it. So they're sitting there and they're like, all right, but like, you know. Ian Rappaport can't get it out before I get it out. Like, you got to make sure, like, I get the go-ahead for, like, it's too stressful. I couldn't. Like, with all due respect, like, God bless them. I I just, I find that job to be so stressful. Uh, So anyway, I just, not that I'm an an Adam Schefter by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, my sources, quote unquote, are telling me it's just Andy Dalton has won over that locker room. And I think it's really, really hard. And, and, um, I I knew the coaching staff when Andy was in Cincinnati, so I know he's just a really all-around great dude. And not to say that Jameis Winston isn't, okay? I, I mean, listen, there's some been some off-the-field stuff that's gone down. Just never get in an Uber with him. And um, But everything that I'm hearing is that that's Andy Dalton's locker room. And the last thing you want to do is you know, have it, have, have some, uh, not a unified locker room going into a matchup that you desperately need to win. So news today, the saints are sticking with Andy Dalton. He's going to be the starting quarterback for the saints against the Rams and great news in regard to Matthew Stafford is that, and Adam Schefter did report this today that, um, that Matthew Stafford was able to practice. Uh, unfortunately, obviously the Cooper cup news, him having to go under the knife with his ankle, uh, I know they're saying that he's going to be out four to six weeks, but uh, at this stage in the game, um, you know, why, why, you why, why at this point, right? Exactly. Like right. To. Ty, like, like, what, what are you playing for? What do you what really what like just call it a day? <laughs> like, let him get healthy. Exactly. And let him come back next season. 110%. Right. And, and try to, you know, try to, uh, work more, more you know, like Allen Robinson, like try to get him more involved in the offense. Lance See what's McCutcheon, going on there. you know, preseason Lance McCutcheon was, was unbelievable. And everybody was talking about how there was nowhere for him to play. Now he's got time to play, you know, give these young guys an opportunity to kind of like, you know, get their feet wet and get ready for next year. That, that, that's my two cents. I'm sure Ram fans are like, what are you talking about? No. Um, <laughs> I think they've had time. It's only I think they've 11. had time to think about it. I think I think we're not alone in how we're feeling. That's what I think. It's only we we just need Odell Beckham Jr. back. <laughs> Which, by the way, where do you think he goes? No chance he comes back to L.A. He wants to win. Oh, I don't know. I yeah, exactly. He's gonna go to a competitor. He's probably gonna go so, to Dallas. So I I got I you know of course I host here in L.A. I also host in New York. Um, 
And so, and of course, Odell was here in New York and I actually worked for, I was part of the Giants broadcast team for seven years. And so I was there when they drafted Odell. I, I, I was quite friendly with Odell, um, while he was here. And, um, and so I, I just like, I, I, I call and, and I'm sure I'm going to, I'm going to tick some people off as well in LA. It's, it's, I just, and it's, um, I don't, I'm not being negative here um, because I'm, I'm, I'm always the most competitive person in the room, but I call what LeBron does and what a number of these guys in the NBA do gaming the system. And that is only signing a one, two year deal. You try to win a championship with that team and then you move on to the next best thing and the next best team that gives you the best chance of winning a championship. Yeah, the ring chasers. Yeah, okay. I call it gaming the system. You call it ring chasers. So I made the analogy that that that's what Odell's doing. Entirely. So very interesting, by the way. You know, uh, Jay Glazer reported that he's uh, he's he's at his stage of recovery now, where he can go and sign with a team. So of course, I went and I picked him up on. I want to say I, I picked him up in like seven of my 12 fantasy teams, right? And then Jake Glazer this week on Fox, the morning show said, well, he's going to, he's going to, he hasn't made a decision yet who he wants to go to. And of course, you know, prior to that, it was the Cowboys or the Rams, whatever. Folks might not know this. LeBron, um, LeBron James, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. is 10 times the soccer player than he is the football player. If, if Odell had, if, if soccer was as big in the United States as it is in Europe, he would have played soccer over football. He just, he's very close with his family, and he didn't want to have to go to Europe to play soccer. So that's why he chose football. But Odell's number one sport is soccer. Tyler, I'm telling you, he's going to the World Cup. What? I'm telling I'm telling I'm telling not to play, to watch. He's gonna be I'm, playing in the World Cup? No, no, to watch. No, I'm I know, saying I hear you. Yeah, no, I'm, absolutely. I'm saying absolutely. And, and listen, this is my gut. This is knowing how much he loves soccer. And he's not on a foot like he's not on a team right now. And he's got a ton of teams that are just like you know, itching at the bit for him to sign, to get into camp, learn our playbook. World Cup starts on Sunday. My gut is telling me that he is not signed on with a team because I think he's going to go to the World Cup. I, I truly believe he is. And that's my, and we'll see. I mean, obviously, you know, we'll, if, if he's there and he's in some crazy stadium, we'll, we'll definitely see it. I, don't, I could be wrong. I'm not reporting anything. I don't have inside information. I, just my gut's telling me, um, you know, he hasn't signed with a team because I think he wants to go to the World Cup. Again, just my two cents. But nonetheless, oh, I've derailed here. Just um, a touch. I, yeah, no, well, more than just a touch. So we're <laughs> so we get back. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna dive into this Chargers Kansas City game. I'll give you my picks, my plays. I'm gonna share with you these nuggets I got with this hockey uh, officiating crew and how I think that's gonna play into the Sunday night game. Um, we've got Mike uh, Triplett who covers the Saints. He's gonna join us this hour do a deep dive into what's going on with the Saints. I'll have my plays for you in that matchup as well. USD, UCLA, big game on Saturday night. Oh, my gosh. Bill Conley from ESPN, who does a great job covering USC, he's going to join us in our, in, in our second hour. 
Um, I've got some picks and plays and also some prop bets in that college football matchup for you. I'll share for you. Rob Demosky is going to join us. Usually we're on on Thursdays, and it's a different show because we're usually hitting air when the Thursday night football game is ending. This is a treat for us. We get to preview the Thursday night football game. I, I know, no bells and whistles. It's not exciting, although Green Bay is coming off of a really uh, very uh, impressive win against the Dallas Cowboys going up against the Tennessee Titans. So nonetheless, uh, we will preview that for you with Rob, give you some picks, hopefully give you some winners. And as I said, World Cup starts on Sunday. I can't wait. I am, I, and, and full disclosure, full transparency, I don't watch a minute of soccer. But it's the World Cup. <laughs> and I just, and I love it. I love the excitement. I'm already like, I've already got, so it's a big deal here in New York to watch the World Cup in, in like, you've got to like reserve your table two weeks in advance. So I already have my reservations at three different bars for all three United States games. <laughs> That's how big, so, and, and, and I want to have this conversation with you guys at some point in time in the show. Like what, you know, what's the buzz right now? Like the buzz here in New York is insane. And reg- like the next few weeks, and it's going to be crazy because it's going to go through the holidays. So uh, I'm really excited. JJ Devaney, who does a phenomenal, has a phenomenal podcast on Spotify, uh, is going to join us. He's all about soccer. One of the most knowledgeable dudes I know. And we do a deep dive into the World Cup and giving you a really great preview. That is Appointment Radio, and that's coming your way at the top of our third hour at 9 p.m. So keep that in mind. Fat Jack, professional handicapper as always, Randy Robles from the Elias Sports Bureau. As I said, we are, we're having a party here tonight. We've got a lot of guests. We're going to cover NFL, college, World Cup, you name it. Also, phone lines are open. You want to chime in, 877-710-3776. Anita Marks with you. We, We get back. Let's dive into that Sunday night game, the Chargers and the Kansas City Chiefs, right here on Bet LA, 710. ESPN LA. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. This is Ben L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Made possible tonight by Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza Nutrient Pouches. Visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. Now more of Ben L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Anita Marks back with you. Uh, it is Bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA. Okay, let's do a dive into uh, the Sunday night game. Of course, we're talking about the Chargers going up against the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Kansas City favored by six. The over-under is at 50 and a half. So let's start with the Chargers. What's going on uh, as they are getting healthier on the offensive side of the ball uh, with Keenan Allen and, and Mike Williams. Keenan Allen coming off of a hamstring. Mike Williams coming off of an ankle. Unfortunately, they're getting... Um, they're getting more injured on the defensive side of the ball. As we know, Bosa, Jackson, Johnson, uh, you know, they've been dealing uh, with some issues and, and have not been active. Now they're only going to have four healthy D 
defensive linemen because Covington, uh, along with some others, are going to more than likely be inactive. And if there's a position group that you don't want to have injuries with uh, heading into this matchup, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's this one against Patrick Mahomes. 18 passing touchdowns inside the 10-yard line um, for Patrick Mahomes this season. And by the way, the next closest quarterback in the NFL, 10. So Patrick Mahomes alone has eight more passing touchdowns inside of the 10-yard line. What, so if, so if, if, the, if the 20-yard line is the red zone, so funny, like I said, I, I, used, to, uh, I used to be a part of the Giants broadcast team, and, and I was there when Tom Coughlin was there. And he couldn't, he couldn't, he was like, I'm not calling it the red zone. We're calling it the green zone. Why would we call it the red zone? Red means stop. Green means go. <laughs> so the seven years I was at the Giants, uh, I, we, we called it the green zone. We never called it the red zone because Tom w- wouldn't have it. Uh, but nonetheless, I, I don't know. We, we've got to figure out something uh, inside the 10. But nonetheless, uh, the next quarterback after Patrick Mahomes, eight, eight more than the next quarterback. So uh, just just uber, uber impressive. So how are the Chargers going to counter that? Um, again, great that hopefully Keenan Allen and Mike Williams will be active. I like to call it active and attractive because, as we know, Justin Herbert is going to need them uh, on Sunday night, that's for sure. Austin Eckler, as we know, he's been the straw that has stirred this drink offensively, especially with Allen and Mike Williams uh, being inactive. He's got 10 touchdowns on the season but he has been struggling in the rushing attack. Here's the thing. Kansas City is one of the weakest teams, defenses in the NFL against running backs utilized in the receiving game. So, um, so that matchup bodes extremely well um, for, uh, for Austin Eckler and, and this offense, which is great. Um, as for Kansas City, they have the number one most prolific offense in the NFL, the most explosive offense in the NFL. Number two is Miami, mind you. No surprise there. Of course, they've got two wide receivers that run like 4-1, 4-2, 40s um, in Waddle and, of course, uh, Hill. But nonetheless, Kansas City, the number one most explosive offense in the NFL. Um, and and here's, here's, here's another thing. Their scoring percentage is even better on the road than it is at home. Their offense is even better on the road than it is at Kansas City. The Chargers, their defense, are allowing opponents to score on 47%, 47% of their offensive possessions. So uh, to me, that, that definitely, everything that I'm, I'm sharing with you, if, if you could kind of read the tea leaves, I'm leaning towards the over here, Right. Now, here's, here's where it gets interesting. Number one, we saw Juju Smith-Schuster go down with, with a concussion. Chances are he's not going to play. Miko Hardman, more than likely, is not going to play. So two r- very good offensive weapons, especially uh, Patrick Mahomes and, and Hardman have had really, really good chemistry uh, this season. But they do have Kadarius Toney. Now, Kadarius Toney, four receptions, 37 yards, and a touchdown last week. Um, so much for that hamstring issue. Uh, he had when he was here with the Giants. I'm expecting a big night from him, <clears throat> by the way, especially if no Juju, no Hardman, um, and the amount of points that I anticipate to be put up in this game, 
um, I'm expecting a big night from uh, from uh, Kadarius Tony. So hopefully, for all you fantasy football freaks out there like me, um, <clears throat> I call you a freak with with you know all the respect in the world because I'm one as well. Um, hopefully, you picked him up on your fantasy team. Uh, Pacheco. Now you have uh, you have Alaire obviously in the backfield and Pacheco and McKinnon. McKinnon utilized more in the passing attack. Uh, Clyde Edwards Alaire was barely used last week, so. You've got him in fantasy. I would not tee him up. I would not play him on Sunday. And here's another reason why. Pacheco took 16 of the 18 carries. By the way, last week, Patrick Mahomes threw the ball almost 70 times. Just ridiculous. Um, So they only ran the ball 18 times. And Pacheco had 16 of the 18 for 82 yards. Here's the thing. He fumbled the ball. Not only did he stay in the game, they went right back to him. To me, that tells me, and and knowing anything about Andy Reid, it tells me that Andy Reid feels that he is by far the legit, the running back now moving forward. So hopefully um, you have Pacheco on your fantasy team. If not, if he's on your waiver wire, I would pick him up. To me, Pacheco is the back to have on your fantasy team moving forward. Okay? Um, Penalties. The Kansas City Chiefs are the least penalized team in the NFL. No surprise. Andy Reid, one of the best coaches in the NFL, right? Uh, The Chargers are the sixth. um, Well, let me me get into the Hockley nuggets for you, and and then I'll share that stat with you, okay? But keep in mind, Kansas City is the least penalized team in in the NFL. Now, Hockley's. He is first, his, his officiating crew, right? So every officiating crew has like a head official. So it's, in, and so it's their crew, quote unquote, and they typically work together um, throughout the year. It's, it's their team, okay? <clears throat> they are the first in offensive holding penalties. They are second in false start penalties. And, um, and 40 almost 45 to 50% of their calls are on the offensive line. Well, guess what? The Chargers, six most penalties in regard to false starts on the offensive line. So penalty-wise, does not bode well for the Chargers because of Hockley's and the majority of, of calls that he makes and the issues that the Chargers are having on the offensive line. So that's not great. Um, also, really, w- without Juju and without Hardman, keep in mind, of course, again, like I said, I'm expecting a, a big night from Kadarius Tony. Travis Kelsey against Derwin James. Do you know this? Travis Kelsey has not scored one touchdown in his career against the Chargers when Derwin James is on the football field. But he has scored four without just marinate in that. Marinate in the importance. Marinate in the significance of a player. How about that? I thought that was. I thought that was interesting. So, how am I playing this? With with all, like, there's so right. There's like, there's so many nuggets here to uncover and to unpack. Um, it, here's here's something else that doesn't bode well to how I'm playing this, and that is um, the under in division games this season. 28 and 1 against the spread. The under 28 and 1 against the spread. 72%. I still even though it, and I don't I don't 
I follow trends, but it's it's not the end all be all for me. But um, again, I, I do like the over here. I, I think the fact that um, the Chargers are getting Keenan Allen, and, and again, I'm anticipating that the Chargers get Keenan Allen and Mike Williams back. Okay. Um, and um, and and again, just how explosive this Kansas City Chiefs offense is. It's they're just uber explosive. Uh, my play in this is the over. Now, um, in regards to the game, everything that I've, I've lined up here, right, and, and the fact that Kansas City is the least penalized team, the officiating staff doesn't bode well for the Chargers considering that they have a lot of penalties on the offensive line. Um, Eckler is going to have a hard time running the football, but we'll have success in the passing game. Again, hopefully Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are back. But uh, Patrick Mahomes, how, how efficient he is, especially not only in the red zone, but inside the 10. The fact that the Chargers are now having some issues on, on injuries, of course, and issues on the defensive line. Um, I, don't, I don't think this Chargers defense is going to be able to stop Patrick Mahomes. The only way that the Chargers are going to be able to win or cover is to stay lockstep with them offensively. And if they have Keenan Allen and Mike Williams in the equation, I think they can do it along with Austin Eckler, obviously. So again, my play here is the over at 50 and a half. I have a small lean towards the Chargers at plus six. I think the Chargers could be a good, t- a good game that you could use as a, I, I like teasers. I like two team six point teasers. I think the Chargers could be a really good play in regard to teasing that six up to 12. I do like that. Home, home dogs have been killing it this year in the NFL, crushing it like 72, 73% winning percentage against the spread. So love taking the home dogs and, and using them in two team six point teasers and teasing them up this season for sure. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. So I'm going to play Patrick Mahomes over one and a half touchdown passes. I'm going to play Patrick Mahomes over passing yards. Um, the uh, prop bets have not come out for Kadarius Tony. I'm going to play the overs in that as well, especially if Juju and Hardman are out. Pacheco, uh, I'm going to go. Oh, another thing I'm going to go with Patrick Mahomes is, is overpassing attempts. Like I said, I, I mean, he's just, he passed the ball 68 times last week. 68, you imagine? Did he even have to throw a pass this week at practice? Was it, does his arm just sit in an ice tub? Probably with his little bath bubbles silly commercial so um so but but i i do i I, and and again i'm i I haven't seen the numbers for pacheco yet uh and i'm really curious about them um and if they're low if they're like pacheco over 32 and a half rushing yards i'm on the over there if it's anywhere in the 50s i'm not but if it's somewhere in like the the low 30s um i'm all over it Or, or even i'd even go high 30s i'm all over it because to me the fact that he fumbled the ball, not only stayed in the game, but also Andy Reid went back to him, says to me, he's the running back moving forward, more so than Allaire. Um, and so that's, that's, that's how I'm playing it. That's how I'm playing it. The Chargers and the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday night. Quick break. We come back. Mike Triplett is going to join us from New Orleans. We'll do a deep dive into the Saints matchup against the Rams. So stay tuned for that. Next, here on Bet LA, 710 ESPN LA. This is Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN, made possible tonight by Tiza. 
Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Teas and Nutrient Pouches. Visit TeasAndEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. Now more of Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Welcome back to Bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA. Good friend Mike Triplett joins us. He's with New Orleans Dot Football. Um, a who who better uh, to have on the new Mike? I mean, obviously uh, you're no, you're there in the thick of it. You got your finger on the pulse of this team better than most. We welcome you in. How you doing this? Doing great. Do, doing uh, doing better than the current state of the Saints and their injury report. That's for yeah, sure. really. All right, so let's start right there. Um, just a few hours ago, it was reported Dennis Allen said that he's going to roll with Andy Dalton over Jameis Winston. As we know, Andy Dalton seven starts, but unfortunately, uh, two touchdowns in his last twenty possessions. Why do you think Dennis Allen in in these and the offensive coordinator Dennis said that they had a, he had a meeting with the team and and I, I mean the coaches, not the team, the coaches, and they all decided they're going to stick with Andy. Why is that? Well, I actually think it was a close call. This sell out everything that went into it, but I think Jameis Winston's injury status plays a part. I think if Jameis Winston was closer to 100%, he is healthy enough that he's not on the practice report anymore, and he is the number two quarterback on game days, but he's not going to be fully healthy from, from the back injury and the foot injury he suffered at the beginning of the year, maybe not all season. So I think the combination of him still being limited, his mobility still being limited, and them possibly going into this game without three of their starting offensive linemen, um, I, I think that all probably weighed into not making the move yet. Um, unfortunately, if, if we see a similar offense to what we just saw against Pittsburgh, um, nobody's going to be able to operate well behind that offensive line, certainly not with Aaron Donald on the other side of the ball. So um, it has to start with the Saints shoring up their offensive line uh, uh, before either quarterback could make a difference. But, yeah, they, they went with Andy Dalton in large part because this offense – was looking pretty good in the middle of the season. Even when they weren't winning every game, they were moving the ball. The last two weeks, they have not been moving the ball. Um, I just, I just out of curiosity, you know I'm a big Taysom Hill fan, right? Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I understand with Sean Payton gone, like Sean Payton, that was like Sean Payton's project was, was Taysom Hill. But still, like, I just feel like there's so much he brings to the table athletically and there's so much you can do with him. And I, and I just, like, each and every week, I'm like, are they going to tap into it? And the Saints don't. Why is that? No, Anita, you're right. It's one of the biggest frustrations of this team right now. And, and they had. Uh, you know, they beat Seattle. He was the NFC Offensive Player of the Week last month um, for the first time in his career. And So it wasn't just Sean Payton that knew he, he was good. And then he disappeared ever since. So it's been a real source of frustration. I mean, a big part of what Taysom Hill does is – basically an extension of the run game. You know, he, he is a quarterback, quote-unquote, but he's running QB power, and a lot of times teams just cannot stop that, and sometimes he's running the option where he can uh, dish it off to Alvin Kamara, keep it himself, and, and then he can throw on occasion to keep defenses honest. But for the most part, it's a huge part of their run game. And I think when they're getting down big in these games, when they you know when when you're used to a team quote unquote abandoning the run game because of the game script, um, they're abandoning Taysom Hill, uh, and and we've seen that when they've gotten down, and we've seen that in these last two weeks when they haven't been able to get the run game going. But I completely agree with you, and and I think they recognize it too that 
they need to force the uh, ways to use him more because he's one of the most, you know, one of the most effective parts of an offense that is has really flatlined. Let's talk about Alvin Kamara. Um, you know, seven, seven, all the same things I just all the right, same like things seven, I just said about Taysom Hill. They got to figure out seven, how to get the ball in his hands too. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you're looking at the numbers. Even like 17 carries, 56 yards the last two weeks. Six receptions, 51 yards. He's only averaging 3.4 yards per carry. His last three games, not typical Alvin Kamara. Is, is this is this a result because of the offensive line as well? Yeah, I mean. Look, when they finally got their offense going a few weeks ago, it started with the run game. They ran for about 250 yards in two straight weeks, and then they could, you know, it opens up the rest of the playbook to them off of that. They just have not had an answer the last two weeks when, you know, they're trying to run the ball, they're failing to run the ball, and then it's third and nine. And, and, you know, all the false starts they've had, sometimes it's third and 15, sometimes it's second and 15. And it really limits what they're able to do with Alvin Kamara and Taysom Hill. Uh, when things are going well, when they beat the Raiders, it feels like two years ago, it was only two weeks ago, they beat the Raiders 24 nothing. They threw the ball to Alvin Kamara and not. And there's, there's just got to be a better way that, uh, <laughs> that, that it's not all or nothing with Taysom Hill and Alvin Kamara. Those are two of the most uh, special players in the league. They're definitely the two most special players on this offense alongside Chris Olave, and and it, it can't be that if if a team stymies your uh, stymies you early and you're trailing early, that all of a sudden you can't figure out how to get out and come there going. Yeah, you, you mentioned Olave, uh, Brees Hall. Uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, tears his ACL. Was on his way to winning um, Offensive Rookie of the Year. Now, in my opinion, Olave has got to be in the discussion as well. Uh, talk about what he means to this offense and the chemistry that he is already developed with Andy Dalton. Yeah, he it'll probably be somebody who, who um, took over because of injury in uh, um, Ken Walker in Seattle is probably the new front runner. But I think Chris Olave is leading this rookie class uh, among receivers. That, that was such a historic group of receivers uh, that, you know, a lot of them, he was the third one picked uh, behind Drake London and Garrett Wilson, and then there were so many others, you know, right behind him, Jameson Williams and Jahan Dotson, um, and, and more in the top 50 that uh, it was a really deep receiver class, and I think he's emerged as as the best one. Uh, he only has, I think he only has two touchdowns all season, which will probably hurt any awards uh, consideration, but he has definitely quickly emerged as the number one go-to guy, obviously in part because of Michael Thomas's injuries that have kept him off the field, but uh, he's just been really smooth. He always seems to create separation and have, you know, be two yards free all around him. Uh, Both Jameis Winston and Andy Dalton quickly trusted him, not just on deep passes, which we thought might be his forte as a rookie, but, you know, mid-range, intermediate uh, situations. Uh, he's been really, really impressive, and, and that's just going to continue. He's 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 going to be a guy they're going to build around here. Um, again, Mike Triplett is joining us from New Orleans dot football, covering all things the Saints. The Rams get ready to take on the Saints uh, this coming week. And word Adam Schefter is reporting that uh, Matthew Stafford was was able to practice uh, today, and so it looks like he will get the start as opposed to John Wolford. Obviously, it doesn't bode well for the Saints. But what's the latest with Marshawn Lattimore? 
I know he's been on the shelf for the yeah. last few weeks. Obviously, you know, so impactful with that secondary with the Saints. Yeah. Uh, was, uh, you know, they haven't detailed exactly what it was. I, I believe it was a lacerated kidney. Um, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I mean, there's, there's extents and levels of that. It was a kidney injury. Um, and it was enough that it, it, it was deemed, you know, there was some confidence that it might be a shorter term injury, but now, you know, in, in hindsight, he should have been placed on IR obviously because it's been, I think it's going on six weeks now. Um, and they are still hopeful he will return this season, but, uh, you know, it's obviously a tough injury to predict a timetable on or to compare it to. And obviously they're going to be careful with it, but, what a huge loss that's been. I mean, injuries have been the story of this season for the Saints, but he's probably impacted them more than any individual player, uh, both you know because of how special he is, and and then the drop off when when he's not in the secondary, and 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 you're filling in the gaps throughout the rest of the secondary. So, you know, obviously he's not going to be going up against Cooper Cup this week. So I, I guess they're even in that regard, but uh, but it, it's definitely hurt them in previous matchups. There's no doubt about it. So, so you are not anticipating Lattimore to practice to, to play this week? Yeah, Lattimore is not going to play this week. Okay, okay. I uh, just wanted to confirm that. Uh, again, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, topsy turvy news here in regard to the Rams. Uh, you you want to hear that Matthew Stafford uh, has passed is going to pass concussion protocol. Obviously, since he practiced today, that's good news. Although he only has one or fewer touchdowns in each game this season, so it hasn't been a vintage Matthew Stafford season by any stretch of the imagination. But Cooper Cup being out. This is huge. Cooper Cup has been the straw that has stirred this drink for this Rams offense. So on the defensive side of the ball, um, and, and, and on top of that, compounded, it's not just that you know Cooper Cup has been everything, but this is a rushing attack. It's been non-existent, right? Like Cam yeah. Akers away from the team for a few weeks. Henderson, okay, you know, is, is he your lead back? Is he not? Now they got Williams in the game. He's been a part of the passing attack last week. Of course, his first full game. Three receptions, thirty receiving yards. So, uh, with that being said, and, and kind of anticipating not having Cup, obviously not a great rushing attack. How do you see the Saints' defense matching up? Well, it, it was a big disappointment against Pittsburgh last week. That uh, Pittsburgh was another team that came into that game and it felt like they hadn't been able to run the ball for anything all season long, and then they end up with. 217 rushing yards, partly because they were just game script allowed them to just stick with it the whole time since the Saints weren't putting up any points. And so I'm sure the Rams would love to love to go ahead and try to win this game 20 to 10, just like Pittsburgh just beat the Saints. That would be fine with them. Um, but yeah, the Saints are going to want to make them one dimensional right away. Uh, you know, there was a time for a long time around here the Saints had the number one run defense in the NFL over the last five years. Um, and that's disappeared on them a little bit. Tackling has been a huge problem, especially when guys get into the second level of that beat-up secondary. So I am sure the Saints want to make sure that they are not letting the Rams suddenly find their run game this week and, and force them to throw and figure out who they can rely on besides Cooper Cup. That's, that's absolutely going to be their game plan, but unfortunately for them, it's been easier said than done this season. Uh, Mike, um, before we let you go, give us what's what's your expectation this matchup uh, game script? How does it play out? Yeah, well, I mean it's tough to expect anything from the Saints uh, until we see different. Um, two weeks in a row, they just had no offense whatsoever. The 
The offensive line injuries are a big reason for that. Um, it's just too easy to take away what they want to do uh, when they're in third and long all the time. So I, I think they're going to continue to want to try to establish a run, but, but finding a run game that disappeared against Aaron Donald is going to be really tough. So I think they're going to have to get creative. I think they're going to have to try to get the ball to Alvin Kamara in open space uh, and get it to him quickly and on time. I think we're going to see short passes, quick passes, uh, and and trying to get that going so that Aaron Donald can't wreak havoc and, and, and set them backwards. Mike, thank you so much. Really do appreciate it. Follow Mike on all things social media, Twitter, Mike Triplin. Of course, that's two T's, and you can find him at neworleans.football. Mike, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. You got it. More to come. Um, I'll share with you my picks, my plays, heading into this Rams-Saints matchup right here on Bet LA 710 ESPN LA. This is Ben L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Made possible tonight by Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza nutrient pouches. Visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. Now more of Ben L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. It's significant. Um, you know, but what we've got to be able to do is say, all right, let's put our heads together. Let's figure out who we're playing with. Um, you know, what do those guys do well? How do we make sure that the plan is in alignment with that and continue to try to really just pour into these guys and develop them and help them play to the best of their ability with an enjoyment and, uh, you know, seeing if you can put them in positions to be able to enjoy the op, to be able to make some plays and, and go compete as, as well as they possibly can. And that's, that's really, you know, where we're at with it. Uh, obviously, you never, ever replace a player like Cooper Cup. Um, but we've got to figure out, you know, the best way to accentuate the skill sets of the guys that will be playing. It's a lot of guys that we'll be continuing to learn about because until you play in these types of games, you don't really know. And um, that's part of what uh, is enjoyable about the challenge and the journey and, and trying to be able to, uh, you know, pour into these guys as good as we possibly can as coaches and, and see if we can get them to play to the best of their ability. Sean McVay uh, talking about uh, not, not, Rolling with Cooper Cup, little Cooper Cup, who uh, definitely the, that little engine that could, um, the heart and soul, the elixir. Anytime I get to use that word, it's my favorite word in, in the dictionary. Um, the straw that stirs. Thank you, Reggie. I mean, like how, like how many other ways can we put it, guys? Tyler and Rebecca producing the show. Um, I I don't like I I don't know I don't know what this Rams offense is going to look like without Cooper Cup because really he's been it. Right. I mean, how has it looked with Cooper Cup? Cooper Cup. It's it's been but, yeah, it's been only Cooper Cup. So you remove him from the situation with a losing team with Cooper Cup, and it's not going to look too bright. By the way, I, I know we just started working together. Uh, I, I'm a big draft geek. In fact, uh, when when we get close to the NFL draft, uh, I, I will have a plethora of draft. We'll, 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 we, I, we will do a draft betting show for, th- for strictly like okay. how the, the multitude of ways that you can bet on the draft. Um, I'm all about it. Like I do a deep dive. I love it. It's my favorite week of the year. I go to Indianapolis. I'm there hanging out with, you know, head coaches, coordinators, owners, agents, da, 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 da. And I've been doing it. I've been doing it for over 10 years now. Uh, it's literally, it's, it's my favorite week of the year. It's so fun. I get so much information, um, see people I haven't seen in forever and a day. But nonetheless, my story is um, when Cooper Cup was coming out of the draft, 
Um, and and I'm I've been quite friendly with a number of scouts in around the NFL, uh, and some that have been scouting for you know almost 35 years. And one of them said, "Have you heard of Cooper Cup?" And I said vaguely, vaguely. And he said, "Well, you're going to know him." And I said, "I am." And one of the scouts said, "Yes, I think he's the best wide receiver in this draft." And you know why? He's got a photographic memory. I said, what? <laughs> he said, he's got a photographic memory. Ha- has, anyone ever re- has anyone ever reported that no. about him before? No, first time hearing it. Tell me more. Yeah, so the scout, scout uh, Mike Gideon, he, uh, I love him. I-, I think he's the best scout out there. Um, he created this system. It's, uh, it's the red, purple, blue system. And, and, how, he, uh, and how he rates players, it, they fall into a certain um, color category. And so he he's so every NFL team has their own scouting department, but they also source out other scouts to see what they're thinking, what their analysis is. And they compare those independent scouts who've been around and been in the business for a long time and they compare them to their own scouting department. So that's what uh, that's what Mike does. Gids, as we like to call him. And um, I just adore the man. I think he's really priceless. And, um, and he said, he said, yeah, he says, he, trust me, Anita, he's going to be the best wide receiver in this draft class. And, and a big reason is because he's got a photographic memory. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Did he, so, did, did he explain how a photographic memory makes just, a wide receiver stronger? Yeah. I mean, like, I, I'm sorry. I, I'm talking like, I, so yeah, I mean, you know, so much of a player's time and preparation is memorization. And, and understanding, keep in mind, you only have 25 seconds from the time that a coach calls in a play to a player's helmet, that, and that player is the quarterback, of course, and then he relays it to the wide receiver and the offensive lineman and the running back. And so those skill position players now, think about it, only have 15 seconds to process the play as they walk to the line of scrimmage, try to read the defense and be in sync with their quarterback. So uh, just... Think about all of that that that's processing within 25 minutes. And oh yeah, by the way, I have to remember. Wait, what's the play? And what what's my route in that play? Oh oh yeah, you you would be really shocked to know how many interceptions quarterbacks throw. It's not their fault. You know whose fault it is? Wide receiver. Why? He ran the wrong route. He 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 ran an out when he was supposed to run a dig. He ran a curl when he was supposed to run a square in. He ran a stop and go when he was supposed to run a fly. So, yeah, um, it's it's huge when when Cooper Cup doesn't have to doesn't have to like really deep do a deep dive into so his role. You're saying it's almost like second nature for him to be a wide receiver. <sighs> um, it, it, whatever position he would play. Sure. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. Whatever position he would play. Yeah, that's right? wild. Like I, I feel, I feel one of the most difficult positions is tight end, because now a tight end has to re- memorize a lot. That he has to remember, he has to know what the play is for the skill position players going out, what route to run, and he also, if he stays home, he has to know what his blocking assignment is. So for me, I, I think, I think that's that's probably the most difficult, in my opinion, besides the quarterback. Obviously, to me, the quarterback is the most cerebral position in all of professional sport. So. I think it's I think it's it's the most difficult position to play, um, and 
I, I say it because I played it. So um, it sounds kind of arrogant, but it's the truth. Um, but anyway, I've, again, I've, I've derailed here. Um, let me give you my, (laughs) let me give you my plays. Um, I love the under in this matchup. Yeah. Matthew Stafford expected to come back and play, but he only has one or fewer touchdowns in each game that he's played this season. So uh, even though it's Stafford over Wolford, okay, uh, still no bells and whistles for me, along with the fact that he doesn't have Cooper cup and, um, and, you know, I, I don't know about you guys. I was expecting more from Williams in the backfield this, this past week. I know three receptions for 30, for, for 30 receiving yards. Um, does he become a bigger part of the passing game now that Cooper Cup's not there? I hope so. I picked him up in fantasy. Also, Andy Dalton's going. Um, Alvin Kamara is having a really hard time running the football. And, and you know, he's only averaging 3.4 yards per carry his last three games. So... I just I think I think defense on both sides defense is going to be king here in this game. I think both quarterbacks are going to be struggling, and I, I think they're they're going to have some issues offensively to put some points on the board. So uh, my play here in the Rams Saints game is the under at thirty eight and a half. We come back, we kick off our number two of Bet LA, and um, really excited because we're going to switch gears here and we're going to talk some college football. Bill Conley, who covers USC for ESPN, is going to join us. We'll do a deep dive into USC as they get ready for UCLA. And, of course, I'll have picks and plays for you there as well. So stay tuned. Hour 2, Bet LA, right here on 98.7 ESPN.